Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, November 24th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Nearly 800 Missouri residents died from opioid overdoses in the first six months of the year. And experts point to the synthetic drug fentanyl as the driving force. So what he probably thought he was buying heroin was nothing but straight fentanyl. They they said it probably killed him instantly. We will examine the efforts to find a solution to fentanyl overdoses in just a few minutes. Local health orders are illegal in Missouri. A judge has ruled the regulations violate the state constitution's separation of powers clause. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports. Cole County Circuit Judge Daniel Green said it was unconstitutional for the Department of Health and Senior Services to allow local health directors to issue orders. He wrote that elected legislative bodies, not individual health agency directors, have the authority to create county health laws. Missouri's Attorney General defended DHSS in the suit, but the office does not appear to be planning an appeal. A spokesman for Attorney General Eric Schmidt said they're aware of the ruling and, quote, prepared to enforce compliance with the court's order across the state. Judge Green says all existing health orders are, quote, null and void. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones's spokesman said they are working with attorneys to determine whether this affects the city's mask mandate. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. Civilian oversight of St. Louis jails is a step closer to reality. The Board of Aldermen has given initial approval to a detention facilities oversight board. The nine members would investigate living and working conditions at city jails. 23rd Ward Alderman Joe Vaccaro refused several attempts yesterday to wait on taking a vote. Every day we play around and we debate. Just remember that people are not getting the help that they need. Aldermen who voted no say more oversight and reform are needed, but have questions about details in the bill. Many St. Louis County jail employees will receive a $3 an hour raise. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, the county council has approved the increase, which will come from federal coronavirus relief funds. The raise would apply to hourly employees at the county jail. It comes after repeated calls to increase pay for hourly jail workers. County jail staff has said the jail has been short-staffed over the past year and that there's an urgent need to increase the pay. Martha Weed is a correction officer at the jail. She says there's an immediate need to increase the hourly pay. I have 70 hours of overtime right now. We all busting our feet. We working hard. And everybody's sitting here looking concerned. No one is concerned. Our plea is falling on deaf ears. County Executive Sam Page signed the bill Tuesday. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. A Kansas City man jailed for more than 40 years for three murders has been released from prison after a judge ruled he was wrongfully convicted. 62-year-old Kevin Strickland learned about the decision while watching TV in prison. And I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Other inmates started hollering, and I heard them beating on walls and carrying on. The Jackson County prosecutor says the evidence against Strickland has been disproven since his conviction. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker has signed the state's new congressional district map into law. The move formalizes boundaries drawn to help Democrats in the next year's midterm elections. Democrats who control the Illinois legislature approved the proposal in October. Thanksgiving gatherings are more expensive this year with inflation 
at a 30-year high. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, that's putting a strain on nonprofits which provide meals at this time of year to low-income families. Shaquilla Bester has a list of about 100 families in the St. Louis region she checks in with to make sure they have food, clothing, and other essentials. She does this work through a nonprofit she started last year called Hoppy. But this year, higher gas prices are making it hard for people to get to her and for her to make deliveries. She's also noticed higher prices on winter clothing and food staples. So it has been a challenge. It's, you know, you kind of like, you're couponing. <laughs> you're couponing as an organization for the community. You're trying to find all those sales and bargains you can. Vester wanted to hand out turkeys to families for Thanksgiving, but she couldn't find enough supply in time. Instead, she plans to surprise families by paying for their groceries at the register this week. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are projecting a nearly 20 percent jump in overdose deaths this year in Missouri. Public health experts and law enforcement are pointing to one major cause, the spread of the synthetic opioid fentanyl. Sebastian Martinez Valdivia reports. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> it's a Tuesday night, and around 100 community members have gathered in the cafeteria of Hickman High School in Columbia. The audience is listening to Willie McCurry, who spent much of his life in and out of prison in St. Louis. McCurry has struggled with addiction, but he's been clean for a year. I appreciate everybody clapping for my year, but the main topic of the night for me is Norcan. And without that, I wouldn't have that 12 months. A year ago, he was in a transitional facility when he intentionally overdosed on fentanyl. He awoke to the captain of the facility on his chest in tears after administering naloxone, also known as Narcan, a medicine that reverses opioid overdoses. And when I saw him, that's actually what changed me. McCurry was nervous. It was his first time talking to a crowd this big. But after 24 years of dealing with substance abuse, he says it was important for him to share. And he's found audiences receptive. People tend to, to understand. Even even those that haven't struggled with addiction, they still can feel the pain, you know. Naloxone is part of an approach to drug use known as harm reduction. The idea is if people are going to use drugs anyway, providing tools for them and others to do that more safely can help prevent deaths. In the past, opponents of harm reduction have equated it with enabling drug abuse. But there's been a significant cultural shift towards the strategy. The Columbia Police Department organized this event alongside the local health department in response to a rash of overdose deaths in the community. In the past four months, 14 Columbia residents have died from overdose, a majority connected with fentanyl. In addition to Narcan, the health department provides free test strips to allow people to test drugs for the presence of the synthetic opioid. Fentanyl is what brought Jim Haney out to the briefing. Haney organizes the local chapter of Narcotics Anonymous for families and friends of those struggling with or lost to substance abuse disorder. Every Wednesday night, he shows up to the local Methodist church to listen. You know, we don't give advice. We tend to just express ourselves and hopefully that'll help somebody else. Haney lost his son Scott three years ago to a fentanyl overdose. He says Scott had struggled with substance abuse for most of his life, but had finally gotten clean for 10 months before overdosing. 
Haney supports harm reduction strategies, including test strips, and says his son likely didn't know he was taking fentanyl. So what he probably thought he was buying heroin was nothing but straight fentanyl. They, they said it probably killed him instantly. That's a problem, as experts say fentanyl has progressively spread into new states. So there are more people encountering it for the first time, including in stimulants like cocaine and meth. Dr. Dan Ciccaroni studies drug use, including fentanyl, at the University of California, San Francisco. It's kind of the Wild West, you know, it's, it's, it's doing different things in different places. Ciccaroni has worked with the past two presidential administrations and says the adoption of harm reduction has grown. He says it took 20 years for mainstream adoption of naloxone, and he points to the much quicker uptake of test strips as a sign of change. The federal test strips have gone from underground literally five years ago to being on the FDA's hit list for, for promotion. It shows you that harm reduction is no longer a dirty phrase. Ciccaroni says the Biden administration has taken a progressive stance on harm reduction strategies, and he believes that approach will continue. Nevertheless, Ciccaroni and others say fentanyl is here to stay. And as the drug spreads, increasing awareness will only become more critical. I'm Sebastian Martinez Valdivia. Sebastian is a reporter with KBIA in Colombia. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. No podcast for the next two days as we take a break for Thanksgiving. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.